Welcome to an edition of Natty's Land Ketchup. I'm your host, Natasha, and I'm here with my lovely daughter, Adriana. Wow, Adriana, it has been so long since we've podcasted. Yeah. I feel like we've neglected people. I feel like we have too. None of them really, some of our listeners, I feel like, don't really know what's going on in our lives anymore because I know that we have listeners that are people we actually know too. And they definitely don't know what's going on. They just probably think we fell off the face of the earth. We didn't. We're still here. Yeah. So, Adriana, you have the biggest news of all. I do. Do I? You do. Well, a while back, we tried to post a podcast of some very important news that we were going to be sharing with everyone. But... With the anger of us trying to record, we decided, you know what, we're just not going to do it. So, um, in the almost year that we haven't posted, it hasn't been a I year. have, it's been almost a year. I want to say September, October-ish. Maybe. I'm not for sure. But anyway. But anyway, moving on, um... In this time span, I have, well, I was pregnant whenever we recorded, and I recently had said child. Said child? (laughs) Yes. Tell everybody about your labor. My labor, I don't know. Everybody, like, has these amazing stories of, like, crazy things that happened during their labor. All the nurses sucked. I hated all of them the entire time, and that wasn't even before my labor really got into it. Um, definitely get an epidural because I was giggling before I started pushing, <laughs> and everybody thinks that's hilarious, but I literally just couldn't help but laugh. Um, <laughs> I think I was coaching I, too hard. <laughs> it was just like when you talk to me, I just can't help but giggle because you're like, push, 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 you got this, you got this, you got this, and then it just made me laugh. <laughs> In mid-push, you were like, <laughs> And I was like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to laugh. The only thing that sucked, though, is that I continued to put off the epidural because I was so worried that it was going to wear off before he even came and before all this stuff happened. And I got really worried, so I kept forcing myself, you know, it was like, you know, this isn't that bad of pain, you've dealt with worse, just sit through it as long as you can. Until I was at the point of my entire body shaking. Like, don't get me wrong, congratulations to all the mothers who have a natural birth their first time. Props to you. And I'm sure you either probably tore a lot more than I did, or it hurt a lot more than I did. Because... I was lucky enough that I didn't get tore as bad as most women do. Yeah, definitely. And then it was a pretty fast labor, was it not? Like, I was only pushing for, like, ten minutes. Uh, yeah, hard, actual pushing? Yeah, you didn't push very long. Not as but long as I've heard of people. My labor was, like, 12 hours long. Yeah, but it was, I mean, you were induced, so that happens. Yeah. Um... So in so tell us everything about your little bundle of joy. Oh, he's just the greatest thing on this planet. I love him so much. People well, don't even understand how like 
when people are like, you never know how much you actually love until you have a child, it's literally me now. So tell everybody his name. His name is Grayson Allen James Woodard. And how much did he weigh? He was, oh my gosh, he was 7 pounds and 12 ounces. He was 7'11". No, he wasn't. I thought he was 7'11". Nope. Yeah, I think he's 7'11". Okay. I was, after my labor was the worst, is what people don't realize. Because my iron was so low after I gave birth that I literally could not stay awake. So now you know how I feel on a daily basis. Yeah, with your iron deficiencies. Yeah. So do you have a different respect for how I feel all the time when I say I'm uh, just yeah, exhausted? Yeah, no, I know you feel like shit. Like, everybody wanted to come in and see Grayson, and I didn't want to be like, no, don't come in, I'm too tired, let me sleep. Because most of the people had already been there since we had got to the hospital. And I didn't want to send anyone home or anything like that. And so I let everybody come see him as I'm sitting there, like, in the bed, watching everybody hold him and almost falling the F asleep on the hospital tray. <laughs> so how's the adjustment of being a new mom? The adjustment is it's hard. I'm not going to be like, oh, it's easy, you know. I expected everything to be amazing and great. Like, no, it is stressful at first because it's, in the beginning, it's very, I wouldn't say it's challenging, but it's a little harder to try to work with your couple, your spouse, while you're doing this because you've never had to wake up multiple times during the middle of the night to take care of a baby. You haven't had to, you know, have someone there to help you and have them involved with everything too so the beginning it was a little bit of an adjustment because at first he didn't want to sleep at all at night and he'd sleep all day and now we have him on a schedule where he actually sleeps during the night and sleeps most of the day <laughs> so what's some advice that was given to you that you really wish you would have taken um well i it's not that i wish i would have taken said advice it was just the fact of, I wish that I would have produced longer so that I could have, you know, breastfed longer because it's very good for them, not only you, but it's really good for the baby as well with all the antibodies and everything like that. But unfortunately, about what you'd say about five weeks in, I did it for over a month. Yeah. And then my production just stopped and I was doing everything I could to try to get my production back up and it just hasn't been the same. So unfortunately, me having to switch him to formula was something I didn't like doing. We were doing formula and breastfeed for a while, but I was still pumping and everything and I just wish I would have been able to do that longer. I think the only thing I would have, like, don't get me wrong, I love him and I'm glad he's here, but... In all actuality, I wish that I would have waited a little longer until we were financially stable, you know? Yeah. Because, yes, things do get hard, and everything you do, the first thing you're going to think about is, what does the baby need? Yeah, that's always your first go-to. And the only thing that sucks, though, is with me having my anxiety so bad and everything, I'm always stressed that I'm not doing things right. I'm always stressed that I'm not being a good mom and that I'm doing things that aren't like other moms aren't supposed to. 
you know, but I haven't, like, I, and all of the things that I think that, you know, I'm doing a bad job at, I've always called you and, like, talked to you about it, and you're like, well, that's just you being a mom. Right. And she, you're just always, that's you being a good mom, honey. Like, whenever he first came home, I don't think I slept, like, whenever he'd sleep, I don't think I slept for, like, the first three days. <laughs> Because I was, like, awake, staring at him, making sure he was okay. And right now, I'm sitting on my couch, and he's in his swing, asleep. <laughs> and I'm not even worrying about him right now, because I know he's nice and bundled and warm. Because you've gotten and, past that stressed out point. Yeah, well, because I realize I know all of his cries now, which is another really hard thing to do, because the baby's going to sit there and cry and cry, and you're not going to know what they're doing. And you're like, oh, no, 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 what am I supposed to do? what's causing him to be upset, what's causing his problems, all that stuff. And all actuality, it's just him telling you what he wants. And I I know how hard it is for, like, moms now to, like, be sleep-deprived and everything, but you can't really get upset at your child that they're doing that because they don't know what the world is. They don't know what this big thing that we're in right now, all they know is you and your spouse. All they want is you and your spouse. So, like... My son, I know you're not supposed to co-sleep, but we do it every once in a while just because he'll know that we're in bed and he'll just want to be held. And it's just easier for us, to be honest. And I know that you're not supposed to do that, but I mean, he's safe. He's fine. We make sure that everything is perfect for him. I've done my hardest to make sure he's having the best life possible. And that's all you can do. I know, but it just scares me to raise him in a world like the world we're living in. Yeah, I completely get that. I even said that to Justin the other day that I just, it, it, it's a it's scary world. It's just a world. terrible, where our world is at right now is a terrible world to try to raise a child. Well, and Not, in, in five years, you're going to have to make the decision, do you send him to school? Or, do I send him to school or do I stay home and us lose out on money by me homeschooling? Right. Or do, or do we spend a shiz ton of money by sending him to private school? Right. Much, and it's just like I always am. I'm always thinking about that stuff now because as a parent, that's all you can think about is like, what am I going to do now for my child? What am I going to do now for my child? And it's but, so terrifying for me because this weekend I start back at work for the first time since I left work, you know, for my maternity leave and everything. And it just worries me because I know that you're going to be taking care of him and he's going to be in good hands. But it's the fact of uh, whenever I'm not around him, I'm wondering, what is he doing? Is he getting everything he needs to be getting? Is he comfortable? Is he happy? You know, and it's just like that as a mother is all you can ever think about. Right. Do you, does it blow your mind how much like even schools have changed in the, you know, what, two year and a half, two years you've been out of school? Well, yeah. And it's to the point where I'm like, I don't ever want to see my child go through what I had to go through in school because I was bullied all the freaking time. It was either I'm too skinny or I'm too big or you don't dress right. And it's like that kind of stuff is what kids look at now. That's ridiculous. Because um, Thomas's little sister came over here the other day and was talking to me about how she was getting picked on at school just because they said that they don't wear, she doesn't wear the right clothes that she's supposed to wear. But all this child ever wears is jeans and a t-shirt. And it's like, what's, 
what's wrong with that? Like, I don't understand what's wrong with kids nowadays that they think you need to look a certain way just to fit it. Well, because we we live in social media land. I mean, you know, you go... Uh, my child isn't going to have a phone until they're 15. <laughs> they don't need it. They're just going to be with me all the time how anyway. Would, how would that have flown flew if I would have told you you couldn't have a phone until you were 15? Well, you gave me a phone whenever I was nine when I asked for the first time. Yeah, you got a prepaid phone. Yeah, but I loved that phone, and I cherished it, and it lasted me a good long time, did it not? I don't even remember, but I I know that if I would have told you you couldn't have a phone till you were 15, you would have lashed out. I don't know. <laughs> I'm definitely not going to get him a phone anytime soon. Well, of course, you're not going to get him. Like, you know those parents that buy their kids tablets and stuff? Well, I'm not going to do that because that's ridiculous to me that like whenever your child's upset or something, instead of you taking care of the problem yourself and calming them down, parents nowadays are just throwing a tablet in their face and like, here you go. Well, I mean, it's just sometimes it's easy and sometimes and a lot of parents use that as uh, positive things like, oh, you did a good job. So you get this much tablet time. I mean, I can kind of see it that way. But I'm saying like the parents were like, they're out at dinner and their child is throwing a fit because they don't want to eat what's on their plate or they want to go play or they want to go run around and they just throw a tablet in their face and go, okay, well, here's this. Well, I mean, you can't really judge until you're there. No, I'm sure I can't, but, like, I'm going to try my hardest to be, like, it's not that I'm, like, no screen time for my child. Like, I don't care if my child watches TV. I don't care if my child wants to play on my phone. Stuff like that. Like, that stuff doesn't bug me in the slightest. But whenever you're saying when the when the, the, the tablet or the phone becomes the babysitter. Exactly. That's always what I'm worried about. Or giving really negative behavior a tablet. Right, because you don't want them to think, well, if I'm going to act this way and they're going to give me a tablet, I wonder what will happen if I act even worse. Yeah. And that's not what I ever want. But I will say that becoming a mom has definitely made me grow up quite a bit. I don't, I don't do half the stuff I used to do, like, whenever... I, I definitely wouldn't want him, like, I wouldn't have wanted to have him be born while I'm, like, while I'm still in high school and everything, but at the same time, I think that that would have helped us out a lot, and, like, my education-wise, because I would have buckled down and got my education faster and did everything I needed to do instead of letting them just send me out of school because they didn't think I want to be there. Oh, so you think it would have shown you the more importance of, of school? Well, yeah, like because that. as soon as I found out I was pregnant, what did it, what was the first thing I did? Uh, you started doing all your schoolwork so you could graduate. Exactly. Because I don't want to give my child a reason to turn around and be like, well, you didn't go to, you didn't graduate high school, why do I need to? Well, I'm just happy that I have all my kids graduated, so... <laughs> Hey, I graduated on time, too. Yes. All my kids graduated on time. It was a struggle for all three, but they all made it, so we're happy about that. Yes, we did. So my news and my change is I currently live in an apartment. And let me tell you, 
We went from living in um, a 3,000 square foot house that was huge and to a 900 square foot apartment. And I feel like my life is just a constant struggle of playing Jenga. Not because I have a lot of stuff, just because... Not because you have the world's smallest apartment. Do you really think it's that small? Honestly, though, but it's like, we, you pay more for yours than I pay for mine. But all my utilities are included. What? But all my utilities are included. And all your utilities are included, yes. But I feel like my apartment is bigger than yours. Mm, Yeah, in some cases, yeah. I think my living room... Because I have a kitchen and I have a whole dining room. You have a very small dining room and a very small kitchen. Yeah, I do. And then, like, I feel like whenever I walk in your, like, I love your apartment, because your apartment's gorgeous. Like, I would love to live there, other than all the issues you've been having there. Ugh. <laughs> like, it's, like, super nice. They have, like, a really good, like, I don't know, they have, like, that house is just aesthetically pleasing. And the problem is, is that they weren't more of the aesthetics that they did the uh, functionality. Right. Because you don't have a silverware drawer, which I can't say anything because I don't have a silverware drawer. But you're, you barely can fit, like you can't buy food from Sam's Club like you used to do all the time. Because you ain't got nowhere to put it. I have to put it in a closet. Like, I've been turned to, I turned a closet. You turned, you turned your bathroom closet, like where your towels and stuff are supposed to go, into a pantry. Yep. And... I mean, I got lucky enough. Oh, I just want to clarify. It isn't in the bathroom. It's in no, a hall. it isn't in the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want people to think that, like, I'm putting my, like, cereal in the bathroom. <laughs> that would be so nasty. <laughs> no, but, like, I don't know. I just think that they should have made your kitchen a little bit larger. Like, I understand that not having a dining room is fine. But you also only have one bathroom, and I have two. Right. And that, I don't know. That definitely. Just, that definitely. I, serves you problems. unfortunately don't have as great as luck, great of luck with yours that I have with mine. Well, I also have to walk up three flights of stairs. Well, yeah, and mine's all single row apartments, and the only step you gotta take is to get up on the porch to walk in the house. Right. Which we got lucky with that. You live in like. You live on the top floor of these apartments, and your neighbors aren't as kind, which I can agree that mine aren't either, because mine like to do bad things to each other very loud. Oh. <laughs> uh, mine, uh, I, my downstairs neighbor is a chain smoker. And she smokes it, in her bathroom. And she smokes in her bathroom. So I've had to buy a, a $100 air purifier to try to keep the smell because the last thing I want to do is ruin my furniture and my clothes. But on a... Well, that and you're supposed to be watching Grayson while I'm at work and I would hate for him to get secondhand smoke from all that. Well, on a positive note, we are in the process of buying a house. And so we just have to find one we really like and just jump on it because I'm done. Ben's done. Our cars are parked outside. So, he misses doing yard work. We're so bored, it's unreal. Uh-huh. 
I remember I was like, oh, we could just, we could rent this apartment and it's just going to be so great because we'll have all this time to do other stuff because we don't have to do yard work and we won't have as much uh, space to clean. Oh my gosh, I am so freaking bored. So, okay, so last night I went and seen Uncut Gems. Okay. I have mixed emotions of this movie. Well, I can't I can't tell if it's supposed to be a funny movie or a serious No, it's a very serious movie. So it's kind of like that um, one movie he did where he was like a veteran that lost all his family and stuff. I don't know about that. I don't know that movie. I just don't. I never really see Adam Sandler doing very many serious movies. Well, let's just say this. I don't think if anybody else would have played the part, it would have ro- it would have went off as well. Because really? he, he, I mean, he portrayed his character amazingly. Now, the beginning of the movie kind of drags a little bit because it kind of sets up the storyline. But then right. once things get going, it's really, really good. The only thing is, is I feel like that the trailer just really wasn't what it... it, it it didn't really set the movie up very well. Well, yeah, and, like, it doesn't really say much. It just mainly shows who's in the movie, you know? You don't really even get any, like... All you get is that he's, like, kind of running with, like, some jockeys or something like that. So, that's not even... I mean, he's a jeweler. Um, uh-huh. A high-end jeweler for... Uh, and And... But he... Well, okay. So, he's... He portrays himself to be a high-end jeweler, but he's, like, selling, like, knockoff Rolexes and stuff. Um, mm-hmm. So, but then he does have some actual good stuff. But okay. for the most part, like, he, he's kind of a con artist. Um, okay. So he, um, he sh- the movie starts off in, like, um, Africa. In Africa? Yeah. And it was... Um, in an opal mine and these guys stole this big rock full of opal and and apparently he had bought it and they shipped it to him in some fish well yeah so this this rock he was they he valued it at a million dollars but he only paid 20,000 for it and so no, he paid a hundred thousand for it. Sorry, and so they shipped it to him. Of course, illegally they shipped it to him because they had to ship it in the belly of fish. But um, he gets the stone, and he thinks that his money problems is all going to be solved. Well, he's a really bad gambler, and he gamble, and he he doesn't just gamble a little bit. Like, and it's all like sports betting. And what he at the beginning of the movie, um. Well, he meets Kevin Garnett, uh, the the basketball player of the Mm -hmm. Celtics, right? I wouldn't know. Yes, the Celtics, the Celtics. Anyway, he meets Kevin Garnett, and and he shows Kevin Garnett the stone. And Kevin touches it and says it's full of magical powers, and he really, really wants it. And he's like, oh, I can't. Well, he had basically already had it set to go to, like, an auction house to be auctioned off because he he needed to flip it. Right. Well, Kevin Garnett decided he really wanted it bad, and he took it and gave uh, the character, his name is Howard, his Celtics ring to hold as collateral. 
his like uh, diamond emerald Celtics ring. And he had like some big diamond earrings that he let him hold for collateral for it. Well, Howard turns around and takes the Celtics ring down to a pawn shop and pawns it. And then bets the money on a sports game and loses all his money. But he has all these bookies after him for money. And one of them's even his brother-in-law. And it's just really crazy. He finally gets the stone back after having to hassle Kevin Garnett. And then takes it to the auction house. And the auction house has it's only worth $200,000. Oh my God. And he thought he was going to get a million dollars and be able to pay up all his bookies and everything. So he has his father-in-law try to run up the bid because he knew Kevin Garnett was going to be at that auction and was going to buy it for at least $250,000 because that's what he offered him. Right. Well, Kevin, uh, Kevin's wife wouldn't let him bid past $190,000. And so his father-in-law got stuck with the gym again. So finally, Kevin Garnett meets him at his his office and offers to buy, buy the stone for $170,000. And you're thinking, yeah, he's going to be completely out of this. He's done, you know? No, no. He turns around, takes the money. Now, meanwhile, in his shop, all there's like a whole big bunch of bookies there wanting their money in the in the shop while him and Kevin are in this uh, in the back office. He tells the girl from the office to come over to the next door. Went next door, hands her a Louis Vuitton backpack full of one hundred and seventy thousand dollars with a bet in it, and and then blades her, which is like the helicopter, the Uber helicopter service, blades her to a casino to bet it. Oh, my God. So you're thinking he's out of this, and then he just turns around, and then he's betting it. Well, the guys find out that she's left with all the, with the money because he told them that they he'd have them paid. And right. he oh, is just a, so he comes. So they get pissed off when they found out about it, and he locks them. Like, he has, like, this, like, door that's locked. Mm-hmm. And then there's like, it's kind of like, I don't know if you've ever been to Maxim's, but you walk in the front door, they buzz you in, and then the door has to close before you can open up the next door. So that way, so if you rob, if you know, you, they can make sure you're not stealing something. Well, anyway, so he had something like that. Well, he had the bookie guys like locked between the do- doors and they couldn't get out and it's bulletproof glass. So they couldn't do anything. And he makes them sit there and watch him watch the basketball game. He wins. He wins a $1.8 million. So he has enough to pay his bookie and then some. He does. But Jeez. when he opens up the door and says, I got your money, she'll be back in a minute, they shoot him in the head. <gasps> but he, they had his money. Yep, they said they were tired. The one guy said he was tired of messing around with him. Oh, my goodness. So it was, like, very mixed emotions. There was a lot of other stuff that happened. Like, he was cheating on his wife and with the girl that he sent with the money. And But it was it was a really good movie. Um, probably one of the best movies I've seen uh, was uh, Bombshell about mm-hmm. Fox News. That was a really good oh, movie. Oh, yeah. I really want to see that one. Is that the one with uh, – no, that's not the one with Jennifer Aniston. That's the one with uh, Nicole Kidman. Yes. The one with Jennifer Aniston, that's on Apple. I know. I want to see that one as well. 
sad too because you know what these women um dealt with yeah stuff like that just to get where they're at and then just get the meaning for it almost yeah and then like um, at one point donald trump like attacked one of the girls because um he she asked him a question i don't remember what the question was she asked him and he got mad and then a twitter attacked her about saying that she was bleeding out her eyes and bleeding out her I don't know what because he she asked him a direct question and and she was like did did I, did he just accuse me of anger menstruating and so I don't know it's crazy but the the Fox News didn't back her on it like they didn't they didn't help her at all on it like they just kind of let her have to write it out herself which kind of sucks Right. So, I mean, it was a good movie. Um, I've seen Midway. I've seen so many movies. We're part of the, me and Ben are part of the AMC A-listers. And if you guys really should check it out because for $21 with tax, $21 a month, you get to watch three movies a week. So 12 movies a month for free. Right. Which is definitely over how much you would pay going to the movie theater. Two movies pays for it. Right. So, and then every time you buy anything or renew your membership, you get points towards um, concessions. You get, like, for, like, every 5,000 points, you get uh, $5 off. So, it's it's kind of worth it. And then, like, when you buy popcorn or drink, you automatically upsize to a large. They're not sponsoring me, but I just think it's a really cool thing. That does sound really cool. Yeah. So, did you, are you making any New Year's resolution, resolutions? Um... Well, I'm going to continue trying to lose more weight because I have lost so much weight, even from, like, before I was pregnant, as you know. And so I'm going to continue to try to eat healthier and stuff like that. But my main goal is just to be the best mom I can be. I think you're doing an amazing job already. I'm trying so hard. Sometimes I get so stressed out because I feel like I'm not doing enough. You're you're doing great. Like I said, like I always tell you, the fact that you're worried that you're not means that you are. I know. So you just need to relax and enjoy it. <coughs> I'm trying. Because it's not, it's going to go fast. Yeah. Oh, my other New Year's resolution is to get a better job. <laughs> wow. Which, like, no offense don't get me wrong, I love my job, and I'd be down to work there as long as I possibly could. It just does not pay enough for me to be putting in as much work as I'm doing, you know? Yeah. All right. Well, it's been great catching up with everybody. Wait, you have something you wanted to say. What? About certain people. Oh, so my family just keeps getting larger and larger and larger. And so three, three or four weeks after little Grayson arrived, we were notified that we are expecting another little baby in our family. Justin and Brianna 
are expecting. So Maya is getting a sibling and we're super excited and they're hoping for a boy. So we hope that they get what they want and everything I works out. I bet it's going to be a girl. Oh, don't say that. He's going to be so upset. <laughs> and today is his birthday and he loves the Dallas Cowboys. I don't know why, but he loves uh-huh. the Dallas Cowboys and he is currently at Arlington watching a Dallas Cowboys game, his first ever NFL game. Yeah, I knew he, he was going to be really excited about that. Have you seen all the Snapchats they've been posting? Oh, yeah, and all the photos. Oh, yeah, I'm so jealous. Just that they're in Dallas, not that they're seeing a Cowboys game. And Justin is so funny well, because every time we go anywhere, he has to go to the most random places. And for some right. reason, he feels the need to get his hair cut everywhere he goes. So, like, when we were in New Orleans, he called all over the place looking for a place to get his hair cut. And there was, of course, no place open because we got back, got in so late on a Saturday. And so mm-hmm. last night he did the same thing. And he was getting his hair cut kind of in the not-so-great ta- part of town in Dallas last night. And I was just shaking my head at this kid because that's, that's the way he rolls. Maybe he just wants to make sure that he, like knows what places get the best haircuts. Like, maybe he should write a, a blog on that. Well, he asked a friend of his that used to live there. Mm. So. Anyway. <laughs> so, <laughs> so we appreciate you guys spending some time with us. We are going to, this is part of our New New Year's resolution, resolution is we are going to um, podcast more often, stay in contact with you guys, keep up on our social media a little more, and try to get this thing back in and running. We were doing so good. I had sponsorships and everything, and I think that just like I had a lot of stress going on in my life and a lot of things going on, and we just kind of... All the chaoticness is what caused it all to happen. So we just dropped the ball, and we really are sorry, and just... uh, Bear with us. We're going to be back and stronger than ever. So stick around and uh, we'll see you soon. Have a great day. Bye.